good? Come on. Okay. Say hello to everybody. Say hello. So as I said, I am recording. Okay, so I've done this before. I've I have I have recorded new episodes after I've ended the other episode. Okay. Um, so I've recorded episodes before after I've ended the episode. And we'll see how this goes because my goal is to get this episode out by Friday. If not this Friday, next Friday is the absolute deadline. But I do want to get this episode out um, on Friday. So I just got home from the gym and uh, now it's time for me to chill. And I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about my new thing I'm taking on, because I've always got to have a thing. I can't just not be doing nothing. I have to be being extra all the time. So um, stick around, and uh, I'll let y'all know. So I'm excited because <clears throat> turns out I have the Xbox Live Game Pass. And um, I... I um I've played some things here and there like I still have cyberpunk just sitting I'm big I'm big like getting excited about things and starting them and not finishing them and I'm sure there are a lot of people that can relate but um yeah so I started cyberpunk I just can't get into it it's cool but I'm just like not excited about it I just kind of don't care about it so, oh nice, I see that my lamp is broken because it fell off the table. So that sucks. It's a $10 lamp at Target, so who cares, but still, I liked it. Um, so I'm excited to see that uh, We Happy Few is on the Game Pass. So I sure did download it. And uh, I do have a Steam account, and that's initially where I saw it, and I think that's maybe where it initially had come out. I don't know if it was brought out across all platforms. But I really like, um, I, my, I, I started playing Bioshock years ago, and I've really fell in love with that type of game style. Like, there's another game, okay, it's weird, because there's another game called Atomic Heart, which is just like Bioshock, which seems like We Happy Few is going to be the same way. Um, and uh, so it's weird because it's really surreal. It's about like a Soviet Russia and there's this big technology boom and everything is automated and there are robots that, you know, help, you know, that old trope, like robots are made to help mankind, something goes wrong, and then the robots are turned against uh, society and, you know, whatever. But it's a visually, like, it's cool, like, it's a creepy, it's a weird game. You should Google the 
trailer. But the weird thing is, is it was the first trailer had come out, I guess, back in 2018 or something. Okay, this episode's probably going to have a million segments, but my dog just blew your eardrums, so I'm sorry. So anyway, it's bizarre because the Atomic Heart initial trailer had come out in 2018. Then there's been little leaks of trailers and um, of VR. Uh, there's a Soviet uh, VR rush, Soviet VR park had come out for VR as kind of a demo of sorts. And then that got pulled and we're still waiting for Atomic Heart. Um, so, and somehow it just floated, it just popped up randomly on my YouTube For You page. And it's like, oh, this is a thing. I had no idea this is a thing. And why am I just learning about it now? So, um, yeah, if anybody knows about that or any more information, let me know. Otherwise, keep an eye on it out for it if that's your type of thing so anyway i got the game pass we happy few is on it and i downloaded it and we're gonna play it right now it's not often that i get to play video games because i'm always doing stuff so it's kind of nice to chill here for a little bit so um recently i've been Okay, so my client, Tracy, I usually do her, her, the whole family's hair, like her husband and her son. And I hadn't seen her since last, actually, I'm not exactly sure. It was sometime last year. And uh, she had reached out to me. She's like, hey, I need a haircut. So I'm like, yeah, come on in, come to the salon, blah, blah. So she comes in and she looks phenomenal. I'm like, oh my God, Tracy, you lost so much weight. And she wasn't big before. Like, you know, like I, I didn't even think about that with her. But now she's lost like 75 pounds. I'm like, okay, girl, spill the tea. What is the deal? So she's like, yeah, I do intermittent fasting. And I also take these ketones. I'm like, what? Tell me more. So initially, I had heard of intermittent fasting. But it, to me, it felt like keto or like the zone or Atkins. It just seemed kind of like a phase, like a fad. So I'd never really given it any legit thought because I'm like, I don't want to like... I don't want to like sink all this time in and energy into something that's just going to put slap weight back on me as soon as I step off of the, the thing. And um, I, you know, I want to be healthy and I'm very big on there's no magic bullet for weight loss. You do the work. You work out. You eat what you're supposed to eat and, you know. That's what you're supposed to be doing. So she's like telling me all of everything about what she did and her experience and her journey. And clearly she's lost the weight. So obviously, um, Decky, obviously it's worked for her. So I'm like, okay. So she left my salon 
And that night, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, let me see what this is about. So I started doing more research and, and looking at the apps, some apps, uh, and I downloaded the Zero app. And I downloaded Fastic. No, I downloaded the Zero app first. And it's cool because the Zero app has um, like education videos educational videos about intermittent fasting built into the app and so does fastic but i didn't have that yet but um so it's they have a doctor doctors on there that kind of talk about what fasting is who it's right for why it's good for you and what the benefits are and um so i've been doing it for about well this is my seventh day and uh, I have to say that it has been really great. I f had this huge rush of energy one time uh, in the last week where I did had made some really good gains in the gym, lifting energy that I hadn't really ever experienced. And I can't say that I had that energy all the time, but when I did have that, it was it was great. It, I had probably one of the best gym sessions I'd ever had lifting. And I don't really have any negative effects. Um, the crankiness, uh, I have a little bit of that, but at the same time, this is around my PMDD time. And then you guys are avid listeners. You guys know that I struggle with that and being cranky and irritable around this time is normal. But what I will say is even though I've had that irritability, um, I don't notice anything worse than normal. And I would go to say that I've felt better than normal. Uh, my sleep has been better. That is something that's, that is noticeable. Um, and, and the app made a good point with that in the way of um, when you eat, like, cause my thing, and this would, this is something I would do all the time. I would eat super, super late. Like I would either come home from work at like nine o'clock and eat and I would eat a lot. And so, you know, I, my body would be up all night digesting a meal. Um, so I'm not doing that now. And my body kind of has the energy to do other things. And so I feel like I'm getting up earlier than I was. Um, I feel more positive and patient. Like today, we've had a great school day today. You know, I, I'm becoming more self-aware, I feel like, too, in meaning that when I notice I'm being unreasonable, I notice that, and then I can say, well, you need to find a different way to channel this energy and not in the way that you're considering doing it. So, so far, I've already lost two pounds in a week, which is crazy fast. I mean, that's a lot. I do work out every day that I can, whether it be a low, something low impact, walking. Like today, I was going to run. It's my cardio day and my body fit app. But I just, I got there. I had such a busy day today, and I... I'm recording this. I published my last episode and recorded on that today. And now this is me recording today as well and talking more about 
what's happening now this week. And side note, it's going to be another reason why I'm going to post more consistently. Because there's a, there are a lot of things that I say, say in my episodes that I don't remember. Not that I don't remember, but it's like I have different thoughts on. Which I guess it really wouldn't matter. Because if I publish it and I don't really talk about it the next week, then it wouldn't really matter. But, um, so... Okay, so now I'm just, like, losing my train of thought. So I got to stay focused on what I'm talking about with the fasting. So, yeah, um, so I lost two pounds. I can tell things are fitting differently. Um, I had a shirt made for me. I didn't have it made. My coworker made it for me, and that was really tight, and it's not as tight. Um, I... So the thing with the fasting that I love... Is like it's not calorie restricting like I thought it was. At least for me. So like what I mean is is you have just a, a window where you can eat. And really like me personally I don't need to be eating all day. And, and then I was thinking like you know some things work for some people. Like maybe fasting is something that works for me. I've been trying for years to lose weight. And to control my eating habits and to no avail, like, I've just been at a standstill. You know, I'm definitely thinner than when I had run, but I'm still pretty up there. And it's not that that's a bad thing. I feel like if you're comfortable with the weight that you're carrying and who you are and how you look, then it is fine to be a big girl. But I'm not happy this way. And, um, I feel like I am my best self or I feel I treat myself better when I'm fit and working out. And so I think that's equally important to realize because there is a diet culture thing that saw the, you know, fuck diet culture, you know, body positivity movement. And I'm totally here for that because there wasn't that, especially growing up when we needed it most, I feel like, you know, when you're a teenager or you're a young girl and you are, you know, you have these societal standards about what's beautiful, you know, growing up as girls, we didn't have the body positivity thing. And I love to see that girls that carry weight can feel, can have, have role models and icons and people to look up to. You know, I remember being in a group of girls where most of the girls were thin and I was the only one who was heavy and that definitely sucked because I couldn't wear the things that they could wear. I couldn't do the things that they could do. And so now that that's not the trope anymore and, and there, there are more positive images for girls and women to look towards, it's important. But I think it's equally as important to respect the women that do not want to be, um, to carry weight. And um, I feel like sometimes we lose, I, it's definitely, it, it's problematic when people who are, um, health, 
um, not health conscious, but like health icons, you know, I've seen it. And like people like the girl who was in, uh, I don't even remember what gym she was in, but she was some, she was working out and she was filming this woman who's minding her own damn business, trying to get healthy and like making fun of her weight in the, in the locker room, which I would, Oh my God. Like if that, if I had known that girl, no, if that were me, but like this woman's trying to, to be healthy. Maybe I don't know her whole story, but I know how self-conscious I, I was in the beginning working out, like showing up to the gym, have like carrying extra weight or that you're self-conscious about having somebody film and screenshot you and make fun of you on social media because you're not what, because you're not what she envisioned a woman is supposed to look like and health, how health is supposed to be like. And I definitely am a, an advocate for health just because you're heavy doesn't mean you're not healthy. And I think we need to also break that, that toxic mindset as well. Cause it's bullshit. And, um, so, you know, that's something that needs to be said there. But I think it is okay for the people who want to lose weight, who are who do not feel their best selves when they're heavy, to lose weight. It's a it's okay to celebrate that and say, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to gain, I don't want to be heavy. So, um, so yeah, that's where I'm at now. For health reasons, I want to be fit, fit, smaller. Um. You know, I I just also want to have, um, to be able to be healthy with my girls, teach them healthy habits. And, and so it's just more than just a, a look thing, which comes to my next point. Um, a lot of the reason why I think we don't lose weight as women, and this is my personal opinion, obviously, but me personally is I was losing weight for the wrong reasons. I was trying to look a certain way. I was trying to be, cause you know, after Quinn and Dylan, I was able to lose my weight again. And I, it's this idea that I had that I needed to be back there. And that's not true. And, um, so it's also reframing that thought about, I was actually talking to one of the girls that I'm, we're keeping ourselves accountable. It's my friend, two of my good friends who I love dearly and we're in a group and, uh, we kind of just bounce off our meals together, what strides we've made in activity and, um, our wins, our, our wins. And this is the best, you know, I've tried to do a lot of groups like that. I've tried to do groups. I've tried to, I've never felt as good as I have about, um, about this one. And, uh, I was talking to my friend Amy today and she's like, you know, I feel like I just wanted the weight off and, um, I wasn't being patient in a sense. 
you know, she had some, some idea that she was trying to fit into instead of letting things kind of happen as they happen. And, um, I, I, I personally, I've had that same thing, but except for, you know, the, I was trying to look good and it's great to look good. And that's a, that should be the byproduct and that should not be the main goal. That's the byproduct of getting healthy and losing weight, not the main goal. The main goal should be to live longer so that you can support your family and be with your family and and be able to to do more of the things you love and spend time with the people that you love, not just to have this great looking body. That's a byproduct and that's a plus. It's an added bonus. Unfortunately, as women, we're told that that's our value is to look sexy and that's the only that's that's our job our literal job title and that's what we need to be focused on and we're supposed to still have the kids though and we're supposed to still be working okay uh we're supposed to still be keeping the house clean and cooking for everybody okay being the primary caregiver, being the taxi driver, being the uh, mediator within the family, um, taking care of our parents. Um, but also we got to be hot when we're doing it though. Heaven forbid we gain weight. Hey y'all. So I'm walking out of, I'm about to do a phenomenal hair service and I'm walking out of uh, the hair supply store and with a bag full of awesome product and color and just all around goodness and I am so happy to be a hairstylist and I'm reflected upon how it's all the product falling and in my car but I'm just like reflecting about how I never enjoyed being a hairstylist until I started working for myself. And that has been one of the most terrifying decisions was to leave behind the security of um, like a chain, a corporate entity that paid me a guaranteed salary if I didn't hit my goals. And that is totally there to keep stylists there and scared and complacent I'm telling you um because it's it's kind of subconsciously telling you like you might be good but if you're not good which there's a potential you might not be good we'll be here to pay for you if you're not hitting your goals so and it might not that might not have been in the plan of the of the uh, of the company to feel that way, but it feels like that way sometimes because it's like, you know, I I always knew if I wasn't going to make my goals when I worked at the corporate salon that I knew there was a safety net. Oh well, I'll definitely make minimum wage, and I've never made minimum wage. Thankfully, working there. But it was just something where I just never felt inspired or I never felt um, I had to try. 
And there's a lot to say with what they allowed me to charge for my services. I mean, I got, I had, there, there, there are services that we have done that I've seen my coworkers do that take took them hours to complete literal their in their entire shift almost. So you're missing clients when you're working on one client from when you come in to almost when you're ready to leave, 2 hours before you leave for the day. So there are literally I've done that. I've seen my girl like my friends that work coworkers that I've seen them do that at work. And because it's this cost-cutting chain, you know, it has to be valuable for the average, you know, family. It's got to be an in-and-out thing for convenience. You're not making the money that you would be at a private salon or working on your own. And, um, and that also tells you your, what you're worth. Now, what I will say is that at this company, there was a stylist that I actually happened to go to beauty school with who made phenomenal money. She hustled her ass off. But what I think about, uh, I think her name was Carmi and she did phenomenal work. Like her numbers were immaculate. And my thing is, if you weren't working for this chain, what would you have been making on your own? And I often think about that. Because since I have left, I'm making way more money than I was where I was at. And also, on top of that, working less hours. And um, there are weeks where I, you know, I think due to COVID, it's definitely impacted my business. People weren't going anywhere for the holidays. And that was our biggest time of the year. And people just weren't going anywhere. Like, you just don't care as much when you can't see the people or party and, and people see people over the holidays. So that definitely hurt. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking about also from the creative aspect of it, like how I f- I'm pushed more to hone my craft as opposed to knowing that oh, that client's just going to walk in the door. I don't have to worry about it. They do all the heavy lifting. They do all the work for you. I'm not going to lie. I need to get better at promoting myself. Sometimes I'll forget to take pictures. I don't do any blasts on social media, and I need to get better with that. But learning how to do techniques, learning my formulas and what works and what doesn't, getting mentally creative and, and really thinking about how can I achieve this look? How can I achieve this color? That wasn't really there before when I was working. I kind of was afraid. I was looking at my coworkers like, how do they know what they're doing? Like, how do they understand it? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like these people are so good at color and I'm not. When really it was just, I didn't, feel inspired to, I didn't feel that push to really learn, um, because I just felt complacent. And so now I'm thinking, um, I'm getting more responsibility at the salon I am now. I'm now helping my boss out with more managerial roles at work, which is awesome. And nobody's ever, and it's cool because she, you know, came to me and said, you know, this is what I'm thinking. I need help. She does so much. Like 
she outside of the salon she she does like panels and sits in on meetings and and public speaking and she's doing podcasts as well and like she's just re- outreach in the community just a powerful black woman running shit and so she's like you know there could be more things that I could be doing if I wasn't doing everything here and I'm I would like to think I was thinking if you could do some of these things that way I can do more it outside of the salon and I'm like wow this is the first time in a salon setting that anybody has ever saw something in me to ask me to step up to the plate and kind of expand my roles in the salon. And that feels amazing. And so now I have the potential to make even more money on top of the money I'm making doing hair. And she also wants me to explore becoming a master colorist for the salon because they don't really have one there. And I do the most color there. And uh, my skills are growing and improving. She really wants me to hone in on a color line and kind of start learning these techniques and building my craft even more. And so I've always thought about going to the Redken um, Salon in New York, like the the uh, the the school, the colorist school. But I had never really given it any choice because I, even though this is a desire that I had, and you should definitely find inspiration within yourself and and be your own best bestie be your own advocate but sometimes you don't have that especially if you don't have somebody on the outside saying look this is what I see in you this is what you could be and sometimes you need that push to be able to level up whether it be in your career your relationships it doesn't even matter but if you know somebody on the outside is advocating for you you know like you that's your sign that if you don't believe in you well somebody else believes in you and so I guess what the reason I wanted to hop on here to make this quick segment was if there's something and I always say this if there's something that you think you could be doing and you've desired to do you need to start taking it serious seriously and and exploring this is me your hype girl telling you this is your sign that you need to get up and get out and get moving because life is short and you're always going to be second guessing yourself never is the right time right you're always waiting for the right time to do this that and the other it's never the right time but it's always the right time so start now don't wait Don't allow yourself to regret what you should have done, what you could have been. This is my, this is, this is me advocating for you that if, if you need to make a decision, this, and if you've been thinking about making a decision recently, and now you're hearing this and and this means this is your sign, you need to step up to the plate, step up for yourself and, um, and and take it on because you have this you have everything within you to succeed you already have that nobody else is going to be able to give it to you only you have the tools that you need to succeed who can give you what you need to 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 do what you desire nobody has it only you do so once again this is your sign um that you got this now get out there and get going So I was in Starbucks. I had 150 points that I could use to earn a free drink, handcrafted drink, holler. And uh, 
So I was like, yes. Because I really didn't want to spend the money on a coffee. But I was like, I could go for a... They have these um, shaken oat milk, brown sugar, shaken drinks. I don't know. But they are delicious. So try that. But, you know, I had to use the washroom. And I washed my hands. And then I used... They have that Dyson blade in the uh, bathroom. Which is pretty cool. Dries your hands efficiently. And... um, you know, I get my coffee, whatever, and I come out and I'm reading, you know, my Apple uh, News Plus, and I see this article pop up, and it's pretty intriguing about using a Dyson sphere to eventually um, bring people back to life, um, bring people back from the dead. And obviously, this is something that's going to take a really long time because they go in and talk about how. It's not practical, obviously, because there's not a material strong enough to encapsulate the sun. And even if we could do that, if something should happen to, uh, like, a meteor hit the Dyson sphere, it would get sucked in, basically. But I just thought it was cool. And the way they go on around to talk about this in the article is, like, um, you know, it could... It would be uh, something, like it would produce an AI that would uh, assume all of your um, information, your personal information, data, um, personal biases, um, everything like that, and uh, compile basically your entire life, and then reproduce that life back to you and you would live even going so far as to exhuming your body and getting data from there and just making a complete replica which is insane that we're even talking about this now right of course people have been trying to learn how to live forever for forever but um it was a fun article by popular mechanics and it was fun to read because um eventually i i know looking towards the future i just can't wait to see even at the end of hopefully i live a long 80 plus years um but to see the way technology has changed and formed when my kids are in their 80s and how far we're we're already have like leaps and bounds technology is changing the entire world and it's not going anywhere um when I think about like how eventually how like we're not using any money like especially with corona now that was just kind of like I carry cash but I very very rarely spend it uh, unless it's the only thing that I have and how cash is becoming obsolete um And it's just kind of interesting because I use my phone to pay a lot now. And before the, before the pandemic, I never really did. I did it here and there, but not really. Um, and, um, Okay. Jeez, it's terrible. Okay. Sleeping outside. 
Um, I don't have any cash, but I have a bag in there full of stuff. Okay. Hold on one second. I don't want to get you sick. Hold on one second. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? You doing okay other than that? We sit over there. It's bad, dude. I don't blame her. It ain't my fault. It was a blood zone, you know? I'm not So side note. So this guy is um I'm gonna start driving back because I um I gotta get ready for work and stuff like that. Um so this guy came up and he's asking me for money and you know I am like I don't know I can't even remember what I talk about on here anymore but one of the things that I'm big on is giving especially to the homeless and I know that you know I was kind of raised where uh well I even though I was raised this way I've always fought back against like giving to people giving money because my parents kind of were always like you don't know what they're gonna do with that they're gonna just go buy booze with it that reminds me of Liar Liar, where Jim Carrey's like, I will believe you buy booze with it. I just want, uh, I don't know. If you know, you know. But um, I'm like, all, I've always been a big, even as a kid, like I remember going downtown Chicago and like, um, I probably should have gone this way, damn. Um just being like, you know, it is my money. I'll give my dollar away to whoever I want to. And if this person's going to take advantage of that and spend it on alcohol, like see the bigger picture. Like, you know, who's in the better place here? Like me being able to give to somebody who unfortunately finds the only thing that they can do maybe with this money is to buy alcohol to just be happy for one more night or to forget about the fact that they're homeless or you know like it's not like I'm big on this like it's it, when this leaves my hands I no longer have any attachments to this money if they're going to take advantage of me and lie to me about what they're going to use this money for so be it if they're going to use this you know I cannot I'm not going to take the mental energy and figure out and calculate and, and pine over what they're going to do with my donation. Like, just give and just be happy. You can give and you're not on the other side. So the thing that's interesting is, so I'm, I'm on the east, I'm on the west side. I was on Larkin and I was getting at the new Starbucks over there, which I'm so happy we have a Starbucks. Might seem basic, but I don't care. Um, and uh, this person was 
the last time I saw this person, I was actually watching him ask for money in the in at the light between the Taco Bell and the Starbucks, and um, I saw this person at Aldi on the east side where I live, so by Summit. So he's making, he's moving, and he gave me the same story that he gave me the last time. And so whether or not that's a true story, I don't know. But he didn't switch it up. It's the same exact story he said. So maybe that's just something he says all the time. Maybe he's telling the truth or he's lying to me. I don't know. But um, so I have been given, I think I said episodes back, I was given um, bags to donate to homeless people and with my girls. And we've had a great time giving these bags away uh, to homeless people and less fortunate bags and blankets of snacks and stuff. So I said, I, and I think you guys heard me, but I don't remember what I said 10 minutes ago. But, you know, I don't have money, but I can give you something else. So I gave him one of those bags. So hopefully he can get a snack and eat that, the food and the treats in there. And yeah. But, so there. So I was kind of surprised to see him on this side of town because um, it's kind of a hike from Summit to to, uh, to McLean. Not Larkin. Hey, kids. We got Charlie here. Say hi. Hi. And we've got Ren here. Say hi. hi. Okay. Dylan's up yonder. What are we doing right now, girls? going to the park and we're having a lot of fun outside. What did we just get? We just got slushies. Yeah, I got this one. How's your slushie? I think this might be your first slushie, Rain. Mm-hmm. Is this your first slushie? Yeah. Okay, so we're walking to get my car. My car had a headlight out going on three months. Whoopsies. And it needed an oil change and that I don't mess around with. I thought it had electrical issues because the the lights kept going out. But now, based on the, the chick up at the front desk, called me to tell me my car is ready. Come on. And she said that it actually was the driver's side that had been replaced many times. So I just need a new light bulb. Which is why I was there. So, like, she's like, I thought you, for some reason, they waited till parts closed. And then she's like, we can't get you a headlight. Like, that's the whole, one of the biggest reasons I'm here. I need it. I got pulled over twice. Luckily, the police officers gave me warnings. But I'm um, like, dude, I don't want to get pulled over anymore. I can't keep banking on cops just being cool. Luckily, most of them have been cool. But uh, I don't want to push my luck. So now I have to take a piece of paper saying that they're ordering my light bulb. And I have to bring it back again. And it sucks because this is a perfect freaking time. Because it worked out with my schedule and the kids. So I gotta find another time to bring my car down. Uh, 
I have to figure out a babysitting situation. Oh well. At least I have a car. Anyway, it is a beautiful day. It is uh, 61 degrees out on this Monday morning, afternoon, evening. Monday evening. It is five in the evening. Can't believe. Where does the time go? Yeah? So after our slushy, Ren wants to get ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream after our slushy. Hmm. Ew, somebody's underwear. There's underwear on the side of the road. Men's briefs. But anywho. Um, so, I'm saddened today. Today's sad. Because we've come to the realization that I'm probably going to end up sending three, if not all four, girls back to school next year. Charlie, Ren's expressed she wants to go to school with a teacher. Right, Rennie? Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine, because I think she would do well there. And I... I think she would just be so great. So that makes me sad because she's my last baby. And I was really kind of counting on. Stay away from the road, honey. Come over here. Come in front of me. Now go onto the sidewalk. Like, I just don't want you by the busy road. I was kind of counting on keeping her home and, and spending a little bit of time with her. She'd be the easiest one to teach. And we could go on adventures and stuff next year. But, um... That's okay. You want to go on an adventure? We can go on adventures. But... Mm Mm-hmm. We can. Don't don't, Don't touch that. Come on. Um... So, yeah. So, I don't know. You can come on. All right, we're going to cross. Ready? Let's go. Run, run, run. Okay. Oh, well. I'm really saddened by it because I really love homeschooling. And the kids like it too, but I think they just need to be back. Because teaching multiple ages is difficult because... Especially when trying to keep everybody on task. It's really hard. Because I definitely have to sit. Let's make sure we don't throw that on the ground. With Ren and Charlie still. Obviously to guide them. Dylan needs me to sit with her. And Quinn can work independently. But she does get distracted as well. So. I think. Plus, Quinn's going into middle school, and it's like, dude, that's so cool. Hey, Ren. Bubba. Hey. Hey, you dropped something? You can't leave that there. That's littering. Thank you. And we got to put this down, otherwise the mailman will stop here for no reason.
that red flag tells the mailman that there's mail in there. And if there's no mail in there, he's going to stop there for no reason. All right. Stay with us. Come on. So, we had a great year. And we homeschooled for the sake of Corona. And I think we're pretty much on the end tail of that, especially with the vaccines pumping out. And I anticipate school being in person next year. So there's no reason why they can't go back. And even if it's e-learning, dual, no, you can go down there. Just be careful. Even if it's, um, even if it's like dual, I'm just going to send them back full time. I'm not really worried about it anymore. And, um, I take a look at where we started with Corona, where we are now. And it's just like, it's almost like you got hit by a truck and you're like, what happened? Huh? What? Straw? That's okay. You don't need it. I don't know where it went. All right, come on. Here, you can have... Just come on. Okay, I'm going to scream. Charlie Dillon! Come here, please. Did you get splashed in the face? Here, I'll take the cat. Did you get... got slushed, girl. Ren lost her stride. She took a drink from the cup and I assume it all came slushing back in her face. Poor baby. Let's cut through here. Go through there. So, anyway. We'll see. Because I'm always changing my mind and so are the girls and I need to be, like, I need to figure it out. But... We're having fun, and I'm so glad it's finally warm outside. Just leave that. It's gross. So, yeah. Hey, girls. So, I wonder how many miles... Two point four forty four miles. Is that the truck you want? Dylan wants a truck. No. No, you like a Jeep, right? Yeah, I want a light blue Jeep. You want a light? We're doing a podcast. Say hello. Oh hi. Hi. You want a what now? Um, I want a Jeep blue light blue. Light blue Jeep. Yeah. All right, that's pretty cool. Jeeps are pretty cool. You get an extra tire and you get to go in the woods. Yes, that's pretty cool. Are you okay? Oh. Stay with us, Dylan. Stay with us. Okay. Charles, how's it going? Tell me your thoughts. Tell everybody your thoughts. What are you thinking about? How bomb your slushy is? I'm just thinking about candy. Candy? Ooh. Nice. Ren. 
What are you thinking about? Right now. Being sad. Why are you sad? What's the matter? Huh? What's wrong? You can tell me. What? I just want to go to the park, but this is not the park. I want to have fun. Oh, we're picking up my car and then going to the park. You're going to get in your car seat and we're going. Oh, she's like, I just want to go to the park and this isn't the park. It's okay. We're going right now. We're going to get in the car, go pick up Quinn, and we're going to the park. We can get your bike. It's all good. I just needed to pick up my car. And we got slushies. Aww. Here, come here. It's okay. It's okay. Sand all over your 